Russia's economy is actually growing despite U.S. sanctions. This yeah. to me is kind of a big deal because we imposed sanctions on Russia, <laughs> right? We imposed them and we've imposed sanctions on the United States. I always say we, and that sounds very That's strange us. to me because That's I us. personally would not have chosen to put sanctions yeah. at least to weaponize sanctions to this extent. So the big issue is that the U.S. weaponizes sanctions and the countries that have been weaponized against have had to band together and figure out what else to do. Yeah. So Russia's economy is actually growing despite U.S. sanctions on it. And the U.S. has crippled smaller countries with sanctions, absolutely crippled them. But it didn't cripple Russia, which is which is beyond interesting. Yeah. Because what has happened, so the IMF actually said that it expects the Russian economy to grow by 1.5% this year. Granted, last year it did shrink by 2.1%. Mm -hmm. However, it's gaining that back. Which is impressive. It's very impressive. It's, uh, but what's happening is that Russia has actually had to go out and make other alliances. It's had to find other places to sell its oil, for example. Yeah. And... It's found those places. Well, that's like I said last time, uh, uh, Russia doesn't have to worry now about Europe because just between two markets, China and India, yeah. even though with India now there are some issues regarding the currency, the rupees, right. and also the the environment in India. It's, right. India is going some really some... As a matter of fact, there is, uh, believe it or not, will you be surprised to hear that there is now a call for no confidence vote mm -hmm. on Modi? Yeah. But but it's not about the economics. Yeah, it's about the rape cases in the ethnicity of in the ethnic group of uh, in Manipur. Yeah, northeastern part of India. Well, it's the, very bad. It is, and and that's very something bad. that has been. It's been um, going on for. Yeah, a while. yeah. And, I remember the foreigner. Mm -hmm. She was from Sweden. I think it was raped there. Yeah. It's it's bad. The yeah. problem for Modi is he's staying silent about yeah. it. Yeah. That's but anyway, that's another well, and, conversation. And you can't say silent. No, 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 no. You can't. You just absolutely you can't. can't. You can't. Maybe you have you, to come out and deal with it. Maybe we need to address India in general terms yeah. one day. So, but just my point is, uh, when I said about uh, uh, back then that Russia doesn't have to worry, the yeah. two markets between China and India it would be enough to replace the whole Europe. But right. The reason why it was convenient for Russia in Europe proximity, right? You know, pipeline, Nord Stream One, Nord Stream Two. Right. One of them controlled by the Russians, one of them controlled by the Germans. Mm -hmm. So we saw that as a great concern for us. Yeah. We never wanted, like I always say, Ukraine conflict wasn't about Ukraine. Right. It was about preventing the rapprochement or the closeness, economically speaking, between Europe and Russia. Because if Europe gets closer to Russia, mm -hmm. it's a big problem for yeah. us economically. Because what is at the heart of the economy, any economy? Right. Access to energy. Uh, yeah, Abs hands, down. hands down, hands down, access to energy. Yeah. So this is why their economy is doing, is yeah. going to be doing well. Let alone now that the the ill-conceived the Ill policies or sanctions, that is, because it was a failure from the get-go. Absolutely. Whoever suggested that wasn't thinking long-term. That one precipitated now the shift mm -hmm. into the alliances by having now, oh, yeah. To the Russians, to other global south, whatever they're saying, or maybe this is an opportunity. Yeah. Now or never, if the sanctions are conducted through 
the US dollar. Yeah. How about if we get rid of the dollar altogether? Right. So we didn't we didn't think through the long term uh, as to the impact of something yeah. like this. Europeans, of course, had no say. Yeah. Europe is like I was saying, right, right. it's like the child that is always in constant need of discipline yeah. and uh, guidance. Yeah. So Europe is so weak anyway. Uh, so this is why the, the Russians looked at it in a way that, hey, let's do it right now. And I don't think that they're going to, like, let's say the U.S. is like, well, just kidding. You know, too late for yeah, that. Too it's late. Too late. Too late. It's we too lost late. credibility. It's too late. Well, and we lost those channels. Yeah. Yeah. It's too late. Do you think now we will be in a head of state uh, beside the, 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 the weak Western leaders? Yeah. We'll sit down with the Americans and shake hand over an agreement and said, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do business. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's ultimately the problem. And I think the big issue here is that Russia is is the biggest economy that the U.S. has sanctioned. Yes. And so when they when the U.S. did it to small countries, the small countries didn't have any other way of 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 to, dealing with it, right? To fight back, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. But yeah. Russia does. Oh wow! And so for the U.S. to have done this to such a large economy, and basically they pushed Russia and China into this cooperation. Yeah. And I think that was a very short-sighted move. Either it was done on purpose to, I don't know, collapse the system. I don't know what, but, or it was done out of just not having foresight. Yeah. The way I look at it, it was a geopolitical miscalculation. That's usually what, what it did is. they it was think was going to happen. Did they think that, that a, an economy this large was yeah. just going to roll over yeah. and just say, Oh, I guess we'll just not sell our oil anywhere. No, no. What? And this is without even access now to Arctic energies yet. Exactly. So that's why China, by the way, is in, involved in investments because it has to do yeah. with the pipeline, a major pipeline. Interesting enough. Interesting enough, and I'm going to go back to Africa quickly mm -hmm. here. There is a pipeline in the conversation that was supposed to go through Niger, from Niger to yeah. Algeria, all the way to Europe. Big, big Forget deal. Big yeah. deal. Algeria saying, oh, yeah. we might want to think twice about that now. Yeah. So because that's it. The, all the resources at some point, they, so, but when, uh, just while I'm thinking about it, when uh, France said, well, we're not sending aid anymore, and we're not going to be buying Iranian. You need to find another customer. They just say, sure. Yeah. We'll just do it with China. Well, and, and that's the point. So yeah. I actually want to bring up. So Iranian oil sales in 2022 exceeded those in 2016 before the U.S. withdrew from the nuclear deal in 2018. Oh, for Iran. Yeah. And reimposed sanctions, yeah. right? They yeah. reimposed sanctions on Iran. Most of the new Iranian oil sales, because remember, it's exceeded yeah. 2022 exceeded oil sales because yeah. the sales have been to China. China. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got a deal with them and even in the currency. So right. and now they're working, by the way, they've been working. They still work. I'm keeping an eye on the uh, Iran and Russia. They are considering some specific currency yeah. between the two. They're working on it to put it together. And yeah. uh and and that's a that's oh, a, big a big deal. Major, and major. and it's each one of the because individually it's not that big of a deal, right? But, but combined but, yeah. together, it does end up being a big deal. Yeah. And the issue that I have here is I would like the United States economy to continue to thrive. 
we live here. Yeah, we're I Americans. Would, I would love for that to continue to yeah. thrive. But when you push other countries to the brink of desperation or mm-hmm. starvation, they are going mm-hmm. to, to figure out another up. plan. That's true. And yeah. I think that it is either straight up negligence on the part of the people making these policies or mm-hmm. arrogance or I don't know what. But the problem is if it worked, yeah. I would be in full support of it. But it doesn't work. It only drives people, it only drives countries yeah. to figure out other ways. Let and that's s- just human behavior. You're absolutely correct. Let's say thank you to TNT. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. know you. TNT has been... It's been with us yeah. for a long time. Yeah, it's good yeah, to see you, Thank TNT. you, TNT. I truly appreciate it. You wrote, Dr. Dave, would you address the first one calls me Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Hardly. You know, we associate Dave with somebody with a beer and yeah, all that. Yeah. And I don't drink beer. So beer in the, a in good the- one. Anyway, Dr. Dave, would you address the Israeli lobby and how it corrupts the U.S. government representatives? If people have not seen the lobby, you need to watch it to see yeah. the corruption involved in the U.S. Yeah, you got a point there because the the Jewish lobby. Now, there, uh, I'm sorry here. Uh, there are two terms most Americans do not differentiate between. Mm-hmm. There's the Israeli lobby and the Jewish lobby. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There, there are the two. You know, one of them is not the same as the other mm-hmm. because one of them has to do with the Jewish nationality, ethnicity, and so forth. The other one has to do with the political orientation and yeah. so forth. One thing they share in common, they're both influential. Yep. But mainly the one in the political. And that political one, because it's in Congress. Yeah. That's why no member of Congress will ever, ever vote against anything for Israel. Yeah. That's well, so it's very problematic for us, let alone that we used to send about, I think, if I'm not mistaken, about four billion dollars taxpayers every year. Uh, any type of weapon that we develop, Israel will get the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the only country, there are two countries, uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia, that we will never question human rights and all that. Yeah when we want to sell a weapon because in our laws before we sell a weapon we have to look at their human rights record mm-hmm. those well, two countries we don't do that and it's interesting you you don't hear about that no right? no 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 you, you won't. hear about human rights violations for many other, many other yeah, places not those two and and the reason we bring this up is because it's important to pay attention to what's actually happening here and Indeed. and you're absolutely right TNT about the lobby yeah, it's very powerful. It's that's very that's the powerful. bottom line to it. Very, very powerful, very influential. And I'm gonna I'm telling you this based on experience in Washington. Yeah. Not even the president of the United States can go against it. Yeah. Well, the president of the United States, people think, oh, has all the power. Oh, no. But that's absolutely not <laughs> He's true. useless. <laughs> and the president of the United States yeah. is here minimum four years, maximum eight years. Indeed. The people that are really doing this kind of stuff, I mean, quite frankly, look at how long Victoria Newland's been around. How long has she been yeah, around? She's been around it's for decades yeah. and decades. And that now she's, she's becoming undersecretary of right. state, big concern. And so we're looking at the people who are only around for yeah. four years, eight years, yeah, and the people who have been around for decades, who do you think is in power? You're right. Right? 